tell you what, he was back in the cockpit the next week with a new call sign. Swamp Thang. <laughs> new call sign. Uh, that's Joe Biden uh, yesterday introducing the incoming chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And it's not his new call sign. Uh, I don't think Joe Biden knows what a call sign is. Uh, now he's going to become the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the, you know, CJCS, and uh, the, the big boss, four-star, in charge of all the others. Uh, and uh, it's kind of kind of uh, absurd that Joe Biden even gets that wrong. And it's uh, ironic and absurd and funny that the new top military officer coming to the Pentagon has a call sign, as uh, pilots do, and his call sign in Washington, D.C. is Swamp Thing. See, for Democrats listening along, that's because, you know, we refer to Washington, D.C. as the swamp. It's the swamp. That's the that's the thing about uh, Washington, D.C. And it's called a swamp because, or the swamp, because uh, much of the city used to be swamp and then was uh, filled in, landfill, uh, half of the mall from the Washington Monument West and uh, over to the Potomac River. And other parts of uh, that region of the city are landfill, landfill, used to be swamp. And the truth is, back uh, back in the old days, the uh, downtown area was uh, pretty swampy too. And, and uh, Abraham Lincoln's time, you know, had dirt roads and even beyond had dirt roads as uh, cities did back then. And, um, you know, people would get ho- houses if they had the wherewithal. People would get houses just a couple of miles away, um, even by this radio station, to get their families out of the swampy, marshy, mosquito-ridden, malaria-afflicted downtown Washington. And if you had the, the money, you'd get a house just a couple of miles outside the city because it took a long time on horses and with wagons and carriages and things. Couldn't just hop in your, you know, in your BMW and drive a couple of miles. It took a while. But in any case, it, it uh, really was a swamp for forever and ever uh, until it wasn't. Um, and you know, all that that implies, diseases and bugs, mosquitoes, uh, nastiness. And now comes the new chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, incoming Air Force General Charles C.Q. Brown, Jr., uh, and uh, 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 perfectly, appropriately, call sign Swamp Thing. Now, they'll spin that into a positive because Joe Biden has named him. And, and, oh, did I mention, because this is the most important thing in the news media reports and with Joe Biden, of course, uh, he's African-American. He's an African-American uh, in this terribly oppressive country. He's a four-star general um, who uh, was an F-16 pilot. I'm, I'm sure he still flies whenever he can, uh, probably busy most of the time. But if you're an F-16 pilot and you're a four-star general, every now and then you're going to get in a cockpit and fly around because it's a, it's a fun thing to do. And uh, by the way, it's not a, you know the news media is going to make a lot of this. The first African-American chairman of the Joint Chiefs was anybody, anybody? Colin Powell, of course, Colin Powell. Um, and uh, what uh, uh, was that uh, Ronald Reagan? Is he a national security advisor, secretary of state uh, under Republican presidents? But... But pay no attention to that, because now they're going to pretend that this is the first time it's ever happened, the news media. Oh, speaking of the news media, boy, I picked up my Washington Post today, and they got me going right away. I was uh, I was upgrading early. I, well, I, I slept in. Uh, what did I tell you? I got up at 4.30. I got up at 4.30 this morning. And uh, then I got busy uh, hunting and gathering. I'm a hunter-gatherer, you know. 
And uh, my Washington Post, uh, um, uh, it uh, it woke up after I did. Uh, didn't get to my house till after I had been up for a while. But uh, but the uh, the uh, front page above the folds, there are two stories. Two stories there. Uh, Oath Keepers leader Rhodes sentenced to 18 years, 18 years in uh, prison in a penitentiary because Oath Keepers, you know, Oath Keepers are people that served in the military and served in police forces and they took the oath, you know, protect and defend the Constitution and all that stuff. And uh, he's a terrible, horrible person, according to the Washington Post and a D.C. a D.C. jury, which is always a lynch mob unless you're just a murderer or a crack dealer or something like that, in which case you're probably in good hands. Punishment for seditious conspiracy is longest of any January 6th defendant. How many years ago was that now? And we're, This is a Soviet-style ongoing uh, crusade, a jihad by, uh, by the left. How, now, how many people that attacked the White House and forced the evacuation of the president uh, are still in prison? Uh, during President Trump, you know, not not during uh, you know James Madison or Abraham Lincoln or anything, but uh, during President Trump, how many uh, radical left? How about the guy that uh, torched the Church of the Presidents, St. John's Church, across from the White House, historic American church, a uh, very important uh, church, and a Democrat torched it, set it on fire. Is that person in prison for a seditious conspiracy? I'm, I'm just curious. How about John Brennan, the uh, CIA director, and Gus Hall, Communist Party voter, uh, voted for Gus Hall for president, and uh, Barack Obama made him CIA director. He signed on to that letter along with the 51 other seditious conspirators seeking to throw the U.S. presidential election. Any any of those 51 uh, facing any charges of any kind for their seditious conspiracy? I'm, I'm just curious. Honestly, we had... Democrats rioting from Seattle and Portland. Uh, all of those were insurrections, by the way, attacking courthouses and police stations and police officers. And uh, those are all those are all conspir- seditious conspiracies, and they're insurrections. But never mind that. Uh, so, 18 years for uh, for this man, Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes, sentenced to 18 years in prison on Thursday, and the first punishment to be handed down for seditious conspiracy. In the January 6, 2021, attack on the U.S. Capitol. Again, what were the sentences for the attack on the White House? There were, I believe, more than 180 officers injured in that Democrat Party's organized, orchestrated attack. Uh, and um, and I, I don't think any of them um, were shot and killed like Ashley Babbitt. Were any of them shot and killed for uh, trespassing, assaulting police? They showed up. They had uh, bricks. They brought in pallets of frozen water bottles, which are designed to be used as weapons, and that uh, uh, demonstrates premeditation. They brought M80s, uh, the big firecrackers, which are an eighth of a stick of dynamite that they were throwing at the hence M80, uh, and they were throwing them at the police. Uh, Molotov cocktails. They, you know, they trashed the city. I saw Dr. Jill Biden, who's not a doctor at all, is she? She was uh, um, embarrassing herself yesterday. At the Ronald Reagan Institute, a Ronald Reagan Institute event yesterday in Washington, the Ronald Reagan Institute is on 16th Street, which they now call Black Lives Matter Plaza. No sense of irony. And, uh, and right across the street from St. John's Church that was torched by the Democrats when they were engaged in seditious conspiracy against the government of the United States and the president of the United States, forcing for the first time uh, ever uh, in the history of the White House 
an evacuation of the president and the first family by the Secret Service to the nuclear bunker beneath the White House complex. Uh, George W. Bush was once brought down there because a, a plane uh, had entered D.C. airspace, uh, but it wasn't because of a violent mob of political miscreants outside. This is the only time that ever happened. And how many people were charged in uh, those instances? I think the answer is zero, as far as I know. And how many are still in prison? How many were sentenced to 18 years? Uh, gosh, I, I think the answer is zero. The Washington Post is busy covering that up now, busy not looking into that because they're not in the news business. You know, their, their motto, it's right here under their masthead, it looks like a newspaper, but it's not. That's, uh, that's uh, what it says. Uh, how many licks does it take to get the center of a Tootsie, tootsie Pop? The, um, so the, there it is, uh, Stuart Rhodes, 18 years in the penitentiary because uh, the longest sentence given to any of the hundreds of people found guilty of involvement in the pro-Trump riot and the uh, first to include an enhanced penalty for terrorism. For terrorism, see? Oh, I've got an update on that, too, because turns out our Department of Homeland Security... Deutschland, Deutschland, Uber alles, is identifying terrorist groups. It has the pyramid, you know, like the food pyramid uh, with nutrition. They have the uh, pyramid of extremists, and, and it's only uh, conservative groups. And, and the pyramid of extremists includes Fox News, the Heritage Foundation. Uh, wait, till I, wait till I tell you about this. And that means they're coming for you because, honestly... These people are, are not, um, they're not on our side. They're the left. They're not liberals. They're the left. And so this, this uh, person, the Oath Keepers, he, uh, 18 years in prison. And they've got a judge here. I meant to look it up this morning. I haven't gotten there. Judge Amit Mehta. Judge Amit Mehta is the uh, judge involved. But interestingly, it doesn't say that he's an Obama appointee or, you know, because whenever it's a Trump appointee, they always say it's a Trump appointee or a Bush appointee. But whenever it's a uh, left-wing, radical, extremist, un-American, anti-democratic judge, they never say Obama appointee in there. You know, when their political enemies are being thrown in prison for 18 years, like in the Soviet Union, for, uh, and see, this was... If it were lefties, it would have been wholesome a wholesome exercise of their First Amendment rights, right? right? Now, let me get to the real seditious conspiracy because this is, this, this again, irony. As I like to say, they have no sense of irony. You know why I say that? Because they have no sense of irony. Who has no sense? All of them. None of them. The, uh, the, every damn one of them, no sense of irony. The, uh, the headline, this is the actual lead story on the upper right-hand corner of the A-sectional. They have the A-sectional and the Metro-sectional. And, and I wrote over the headline uh, with my pen, my skillcraft pen, U.S. government, uh, seditious conspiracy I wrote over the headline. Here's the headline. Trump workers, they call people workers now, like in the Soviet Union and China. Trump workers moved boxes a day before FBI visit. It wasn't a raid. It was a visit. It was like your aunt is coming over with a pie. They're, they're having a visit. And they staged that photograph where they laid everything out real neat and they took a picture and they included the magazine rack because they were being wise asses, the FBI crooks, because the FBI has been corrupted and it's tragic to have to say that out loud. And I was hesitant for years to say that, but that's over. My hesitancy is gone. Trump workers moved boxes a day before FBI visit. Did they know it was a day before the FBI visit? 
Well, they don't say that. They don't. Uh, and where did they move them? Uh, from one place under Secret Service protection to another place under Secret Service protection? Maybe they moved it to a garage where Donald Trump kept his Corvette and the Chinese lawn care people spent a lot of time. Maybe because that's uh, true with the uh, Corvette. And the pro- Maybe he moved it to an office over a steakhouse just off of Capitol Hill where Joe Biden kept a room full of classified documents not under Secret Service protection related to the, what do they call it, the Joe Biden think tank. Again, no sense of irony. Right? So uh, Trump workers move boxes a day before FBI visit. It's not, not a raid, a visit. Files focus uh, uh, of alleged, quote, dress rehearsal, end quote. Probe, isn't it ever-expanding probe? Probe's new details shed light on possible obstruction. Well, what is this story? Because this is a fascinating story. And I'm going to share the details with you coming up because it turns out, and here's the thing. This is why I wrote Seditious Conspiracy. It turns out FBI crooks went to the Washington Post and fed them anti-Trump information. Uh, Anonymously, of course. More anonymous. And are they tampering in our election again? It sure looks like they are. Wouldn't that constitute a seditious conspiracy by crooked employees like Peter Strzok and Andrew McCabe? And what's that sleazy lawyer that uh, altered the document from the CIA? Uh, to ensnare a Naval Academy grad and American patriot. Uh, I've got that coming up. That is coming right up. And it is, uh, honestly, I, I, I looked at, uh, I'm always looking for irony, and I find it everywhere. It's uh, amazing how much irony they give me. So we got that uh, CNN poll, really, really bad news for Joe Biden. Even former Democrat Capitol Hill staffer Jake Tapper is uh, in a tizzy about it. So we've got that uh, going. And... Um, uh, Target. I've got an update. It's Targay now. It's called, right? Called Targay. I've got an update for you on Targay. Uh, things not going real well for them either for Joe Biden and, well, and for America this Memorial Day weekend. We're at 888 630 9625. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Ah, yes, I, uh, I'm going to share with you the Washington Post front page lead story uh, incorporating the leaks, the sinister, devious, treacherous leaks coming from inside the FBI, the Justice Department, to the Washington Post, uh, naturally designed to undermine President Trump. Any Republican will do, but especially President Trump, because the FBI and the Justice Department have been corrupted by the left for their own political purposes. How many examples do we have? 
Michael. Well, uh, too many to list in one three-hour show. I'll, uh, I'll give them that. They are busy little beavers, aren't they? Uh, and in the meantime, before I get to that, and, and also, you know, Swamp Thing, I was reminded that uh, General Brown has been the Air Force Chief of Staff for a couple few years now. So he's already Swamp Thing, but, you know, now he becomes the top Swamp Thing in, in uniform. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to the phones. Then I'm going to get to the Washington Post to lay out their devious, sinister tampering with our presidential election already. And the Washington Post, of course, colluding with them because fascism is, of course, a merger of state and corporate power. And, you know, we've got uh, the Democrat Party and all of their their allies. Let's go to uh, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Michael calling from Woodbridge, Virginia. Michael, you're on the Chris Plant show. Morning, Chris. Hey, I did want to bring a moment of thought to the show. You've got to <laughs> find the pony. You know the old joke about uh, when you find a pile of horse manure somewhere, there's a horse. Yeah, You've so got to find the pony. I know, I know there's a pony in the there somewhere. Is, absolutely, absolutely. And that's the optimistic outlook, right? That's the difference between a pessimist and an optimist. Ronald Reagan. Um, and so the good news is 18 years for seditious conspiracy. Obviously, when we actually get a functional DOJ that isn't corrupt as hell and that isn't infected the way this one is, we can now count on Comey, Strzok, McCabe, Page, uh, Brennan, and blah, 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 and on down the line. I can can list 100 names. We can now count on each and every one of them getting more than 18 years because one thing about Oath Keepers was they were not acting under color of law. And another item about it, too, that struck me was how is it that this qualifies as a um, uh, quick uh, trial, considering it took them three years. They had the number two of Oath Keepers was a human intel informant that took them three years to put together a government case on a guy on a guy that they had his number two was on payroll. Yeah, I um, it is. uh, These are terrible times. United States of America, this Memorial Day weekend. Um, Well, I've got more coming up on this, too, Michael. It's every election. Before the 2016 campaign, an FBI lawyer changed evidence before a secret court. Before the 2018 campaign, the FBI was breathing life into the lying steel dossier. Before the 2020 campaign, you saw the FBI doing everything they could to make you think that Trump was somehow a Russian agent or shaking down uh, Vladimir Zelensky. And then before 2022, they raided Mar-a-Lago, all the while suppressing the information on the Hunter Biden laptop and suppressing anything that was derogatory to Joe Biden. Congressman Matt Gates laying out uh, the FBI's nefarious modern history tampering with our elections, the, the corrupt permanent bureaucracy. Uh, you know, at the Chris Plant store on Al Gore's amazing Internet, uh, you can get our uh, Department of Deep State T-shirts and coffee mugs, very tasteful, I must say, very discreet. Uh, the permanent bureaucracy, you know, uh, who really runs the United States of America? There is something called the interagency process. The interagency process. It's a cabal of permanent government weasels with sharp teeth and claws. And uh, they're coming for the children. Our government has grown too large and too powerful and too omnipresent. 
Let's go back to the seditious conspirators at the Washington Post with their co-conspirators in the FBI, since Congressman Matt Gates was just laying it out there. Um, Matt Gates has uh, graced us with his presence on my show on Newsmax a, a couple few times already. Today will be uh, the 15th show, week three, fifth day, Friday, you know, coming into Memorial Day weekend. And we'll be there Memorial Day, too. Um, so now here we go. Trump workers, Soviet language, moved boxes a day before FBI visit files focus of alleged, quote, dress rehearsal, end quote. For what? A dress rehearsal for what? Did somebody tip them off that an FBI raid was coming the next day with swarms of agents with rifles and body armor and, and uh, vehicles and uh, spotlights and all that stuff uh, of the president of the United States? Honestly, Deutschland, Uber Allies, probe, probes new details shed light on possible obstruction. Listen to the weaselly language. Shed light possible obstruction by a president because he had his documents uh, and you disapprove of the way that they were stored. Now, Joe Biden, again, had classified documents at, at his house, or was it two houses in Delaware? And then over a steakhouse, Charlie Palmer's steakhouse, very good steakhouse, full of uh, members of Congress and, and lobbyists buying you know, $80 steaks and, and things. You want, you want to side with that, that's more. And uh, it's a great steakhouse. Uh, you look out at the U.S. Capitol, and just upstairs was Joe Biden's fake foundation or think tank and uh, lots of classified documents there. Uh, where else? Oh, uh, behind the Corvette in the garage, classified documents there. And uh, no front page stories on that today, interestingly enough, because Uberales. Now, they have four fake reporters on this, Devlin Barrett and Josh Dossie and Spencer Sue and, and Perry Stein, four reporters on one story. Who writes what? Honestly, it must take weeks to sort that out. Here's the, here's the corrupt, the seditious conspiracy front page story in the Washington Post uh, being fed to them by the FBI and or the corrupt Merrick Garland Justice Department. Very bitter that he's not on the Supreme Court. Very bitter indeed. Oh, by the way, I did look it up and the Oath Keeper that got 18 years, uh, the judge was uh, Amit Mehta, and he's an Obama appointee. Sure enough, he's an Obama appointee. And uh, pushed by radical left-wingers on Capitol Hill in the Senate. And now he's got a rope and a tree. He's from India originally. You know, has, uh, did his parents uh, fight in Vietnam and uh, uh, World War II and World War I and the Civil War and, the, uh, you know, go back to the Daughters of the American Revolution or anything to get... Got uh, customs. No, he's a leftist that Obama put in there, and he does the work of the left and the Democrat Party. Uh, and uh, and interesting, in the Washington Post, they never mention when it's a leftist doing the work of the Democrat Party. They never say an Obama appointee. But if it's something they disagree with, it's always a Trump appointee or a Bush appointee. Right? And they lied to us. Uh, who was it on uh, CBS? Um Axelrod, Jim Axelrod the other day, who lied to us that the uh, uh, U.S. attorney in Delaware, a Trump appointee, well, Obama put him in the position first, and then the two Democrat senators in Delaware uh, pressured President Trump to keep him in the job. And now the media, uh, because they're looking into Biden family corruption, now the media always says a Trump appointee, 
But that's a lie. It's at a bare minimum a half lie. It's a deception. It's sleight of hand. And as I like to say, the most insidious power the media has is the power to ignore. They ignore that Obama put him in the position in the first place and that Democrat senators pushed him on Trump and Trump acquiesced. But never mind that. All right, back to the crooked uh, piece, the seditious conspiracy in today's Washington Post. I think there are more, but I'll just stick to this one for now. Two of Donald Trump's employees moved boxes of papers. Oh, no, they moved boxes of papers? God, there should be an FBI raid, don't you think? Two of Donald Trump's employees moved boxes of papers a day before an early June visit. There's that word again, not a raid. By FBI agents and a prosecutor to the former president's Florida home to retrieve classified documents in response to a subpoena. Now, did you guys tell him, hey, tomorrow the FBI is going to raid your house with a prosecutor and they have a subpoena and they're looking for boxes of documents, so don't move them. Uh, And again, they're under Secret Service protection because it's the president's Florida home and he's got Secret Service protection, but... But set that aside, because that doesn't matter. Now, Joe Biden's garage, Secret Service protection, the Corvette, no. How about the uh, foundation over the steakhouse, Secret Service protection? No, no, no. Uh, any Chinese in there? Any, you know, because they have spies everywhere. Just ask Eric Swalwell and Fang Fang. So uh, to retrieve classified documents in response to a subpoena. Timing that investigators have come to view as suspicious and an indication of possible obstruction. Indication, possible obstruction that investigators are telling the Washington Post. Who are these investigators that are talking? They're plural. That's multiple. Not one and not according to an investigator, but multiple investigators talking to the Washington Post. That means at least two, right, Michael? Possibly three or 14 could be, uh, could be the whole damn Justice Department uh, filling an auditorium and telling the Washington Post this stuff. But uh, where are the leaks on the uh, grand juries looking into Hunter Biden and the Biden money and, you know, the Treasury Department stonewalling the Congress, the FBI uh, 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 fighting against and, and not responding to a congressional subpoena involving whistleblower uh, testimony in a document or documents demonstrating that the president himself was in a pay-for-play scheme with foreign powers. Where, where uh, are the leaks going to the Washington Bar? Are you guys sitting down with those guys, or are you having sex with them? Uh, just, just curious. So uh, they say that the investigators, plural, plural, have come to view, they have, as suspicious and an indication of possible, suspicious indication, possible, obstruction. Obstruction of what? The president holding onto his documents. According to people familiar with the matter, Again, multiple people who are, wh- why are they qualified to discuss this? Well, they're familiar with the matter, and that's good enough, right? Trump and his aides also allegedly carried out a, quote, dress rehearsal, end quote, for moving sensitive papers even before his office received the May 2022 subpoena, according to the people familiar with the matter. There they are again. Is that the same people? It sounds like it's the same people who spoke on the condition of anonymity to describe a sensitive ongoing investigation. Isn't that illegal? Isn't that a violation of law? And 
Uh, why has nothing leaked from the FBI about Biden family investigations and Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and the grand jury and the, 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 the prosecutor, the U.S. attorney in Delaware that they say was a Trump appointee but was really an Obama appointee first? Now, uh, honestly, our media is filth, just corrupt as hell. Hey, Devlin Barrett, uh, Josh Dossie, Spencer, Sue, and Perry Stein, you're corrupt individuals. I bet you cheat on everything. I bet you cheated in school. If you have spouses, you cheat on them. Expense reports, taxes. The IRS should target these people instead of Matt Taibbi, but they won't. Now, that's the thing. So prosecutors, in addition, have gathered evidence indicating Trump at times kept classified documents in his office. Oh, no, that is outrageous. The president keeping classified documents in his office in a place where they were visible and sometimes showed them to others, these people said. Well, as President Trump has said, um, you know, first of all, he's out of the White House at this point. Right? So these are presidential papers. And the president has said, well, you know, I'm the president. As the president, I can declassify things by waving my hand over them. And some people may debate that, but uh, nevertheless... And, and uh, well, there's a funny line in the story uh, further down. Taken together, the new details of the classified documents, they're taken together now. Um, uh, the classified documents investigation suggests a greater breadth and specificity in the uh, instances of possible obstruction found by the FBI and Justice Department. We're narrowing in on who their anonymous sources are who are familiar with the matter right, than had been previously reported uh, through other leaks. So now the FBI and uh, Justice Department, Merrick Garland and Christopher Wray's people, um, don't think of them as criminals engaged in a seditious conspiracy to tamper in the 2024 election. It's 2023 now, and they're already leaking to the Washington Post for front-page stories, but, uh, 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 illegally, by the way. Um, stories that will damage President Trump. But wait a minute. What about the Treasury Department and the IRS and Hunter Biden and the, uh, all the, uh, what was it, more than 150 sus- suspicious activity reports that the Treasury Department was stonewalling on, stonewalling Congress, because they don't believe in the Constitution and the branches of government and oversight and all those pesky and annoying things. Yet broadens the timeline of possible obstruction that investigators are examining, and they're telling the Post all about it, uh, anonymously. FBI, Justice Department, individuals familiar with the matter, uh, but had to speak on the condition of anonymity uh, in order to describe sensitive, ongoing investigations. All of this is illegal against the law. It's not a casual thing. They're filth. And the Washington Post, of course, they are involved. They got four of them. You know, so they're not even keeping a close hold on it. They, they you know, probably went to the auditorium at the Washington Post and had lunch and told everybody about it over Starbucks. And uh, they're fine because they're involved in this seditious conspiracy with the FBI and the Justice Department to undermine President Trump because he is a Republican candidate for the presidency of the United States, and they didn't vote for him. That's what's going on here, you see. A period stretching from the events at Mar-a-Lago before the uh, uh, subpoena Uh, to the period after the FBI's search there on August 8th. It's still not a raid. 
It was a visit twice, and uh, now it's a, a search. That timeline may prove crucial as prosecutors seek to determine Trump's intent in keeping hundreds of classified documents after he left the White House. We already knew all about this. By the way, Hillary Clinton destroyed 33,000 emails. What, with a cloth or something? Uh, it was bleach bit, and uh, they used hammers. She had her staffers use hammers to destroy their Blackberries and their iPhones to destroy evidence. That, that's called uh, destruction of evidence. Um, and there was an ongoing investigation. And there was a congressional subpoena in place. That's not on the front page of the Washington Post today either. That's just uh, just amazing. Oh, my God, he kept classified documents after he left the house. A key factor in deciding whether to file charges, possibly for obstruction. This is the lead story front page. Next to a story about a guy getting 18 years for a seditious conspiracy. And again, I'm uh, always on the lookout for irony. And this is rather ironic because this is, once again, another example of a seditious conspiracy. You heard Matt Gates. You may remember Congressman uh, Jim Jordan talking about the FBI and the Justice Department tampering in our elections in the past as well. Uh-oh. You may remember Jim Jordan talking about the FBI and the justice tampering in our presidential elections like they're a third world country trying to topple the United States. This is the FBI who's involved themselves in every single election for the last four cycles. This is a point Congressman Gates made in committee a few weeks ago. In 2016, they spied on President Trump's campaign. In 2018, it was the Mueller investigation. In 2020, they suppressed information about the Hunter Biden laptop. And now in 2020, they've raided the home of of the former president, taken the phone of a sitting member of Congress 91 days before an election. So when is the FBI not going to involve themselves in in one of our elections? That's, That's probably a key question. And now the front page of the Washington Post is the FBI once again, multiple FBI and or Department of Justice individuals sitting down with four reporters or some portion of this group of four reporters leaking illegally uh, information about an ongoing investigation because they know it will damage President Trump's campaign. The FBI is an ongoing seditious conspiracy at this point. There are whistleblowers up on Capitol Hill, the Democrats and the news media, but I repeat myself, are hitting the whistleblowers in the back of the head with shovels. This is our government. 2023, the election is next year. The FBI and the Washington Post are already engaged in a seditious conspiracy to damage President Trump this far out. The story goes on, people familiar with the situation, how many, said that Jack Smith's team investigating has concluded the bulk of investigative work in the documents case and believe it is, it has uncovered a handful of distinct episodes of obstructive or obstructionist conduct. And the Washington Post has the story on the front page. There need to be people in ankle shackles at Reagan Airport frog-marched out of this place, honestly. Did you wipe the surface? What, like with a cloth or something? I don't know. All right. Uh, We, of course, have a great deal to get to the CNN poll. That's really such bad news for Joe Biden that even Jake Tapper uh, had his panties in a wedge. 
And uh, we'll get to that. Jake Tapper, of course, former Democrat Capitol Hill staffer, worked for uh, the woman uh, whose son married uh, Chelsea Clinton, right? And uh, the woman's husband went to prison for corruption. He had been a Democrat member of the House also. Uh, It's good to be a Democrat, isn't it? Uh, Let's go to the uh, telephones. Let's go to... Let's go to Jeremiah calling from Fredericksburg, Virginia. Jeremiah, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Morning, Chris. How are we doing today? Very well, thank you. Very well. Hey, I just wanted to encourage you and your audience to look into something that's going on down in D.C. this week. Uh, Well, this upcoming week on Monday, they're Mm -hmm. doing a first annual march for the slain uh, January 6th uh, Patriot Ashley Babbitt. If your listeners would like to look into this, maybe participate, they're meeting at 3 p.m. Monday on the Capitol grounds at the Peace Monument, marching to the D.C. Gulag at 5 p.m. If you wanted to look into this, maybe purchase a T-shirt to help their ongoing efforts. They've been down there for about a year now. Go to the number 4, Ashley, A-S-H-L-I, period, com, dot com. Uh Uh-huh. And you can order a T-shirt there. Uh, Ashley Babbitt's mom, Mickey, is down there. There's two of my friends that are going down specifically to YouTube the the memorial down there, Freedom Jeffrey on YouTube, as well as Glory Be Freedom on YouTube. All right, Jim, I, I, I you know, for uh, people that uh, don't remember right away, Ashley Babbitt was a protester, went into the Capitol January 6th, was shot and killed uh, for the alleged crime of uh, trespassing. And uh, she is a 12-year Air Force veteran. Uh, she was laughing when the Capitol Police officer shot her. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs> 